Hello. Hello. to Three Stooges Throwback, the comprehensive, encyclopedic compendium of all things Three Stooges. From woman haters to sappy bullfighters, from Curly to Shemp, and even to Joe. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and I'm looking at all 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the Three Stooges comedy team. Hello and welcome back once again to the Three Stooges Throwback podcast. I am still your host, Gabriel Russo, and we are still going over the 190th shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the comedy team, The Three Stooges. This is episode 51, covering the short Cuckoo Cavaliers. First things first, I use Wikipedia, IMDB, and threestooges.net, and I have incorporated takemeback.to and onthisday.com for historical bits as well as obscureactress.wordpress.com from time to time to find all my information for these episodes. And I am watching them from The Three Stooges, all one word, account on YouTube. They are in 1080p, and let me tell you, they look better than they did when they were first released. I've read almost book. I've read almost every book on the boys, and I use my own brain to formulate the opinions on the show while also regurgitating the opinions of others. I am not an expert on the Three Stooges. Just a knowledgeable fan. I make mistakes. I leave things out, but it will be fine. I will probably repeat myself a hundred times before it's over. With that said, let's get on with the show. Cuckoo Cavaliers has a runtime of 18 minutes, roughly. It was shot over four days from June 6, 1940 to June 10, 1940. It was released Friday, November the 15th, 1940, which is five months after shooting. Let's see what else was going on in the world November 15th, 1940. This segment is brought to you by TakeMeBack.to and OnThisDay.com. So let's see what's up. November 10th, Walt Disney starts informing to the FBI on subversives in Hollywood. This fact would not come out for years. The 13th of November, Fantasia opens in theaters. And November 25th sees the debut of Woody Woodpecker by Walt Lance, Walter Lance. Top TV show of the time was called Gabby. It was starring Pinto Colvig. I've never heard of either one of those things. But Pinto was evidently the ultimate voiceover artist from the time. He did a slew of early voices for Disney. He did all, most of the dwarves. He did Pluto, Goofy, Mickey, and so many others for other studios. Gabby was a cartoon series by Fleischer Studios about a town crier. They, they made eight of them. I didn't realize TV was so widespread in 1940 that there would be top TV shows to be kept track of. So, the top movies include Little Nellie Kelly, starring Judy Garland. Judy Sings, says the tagline. It's something about Ireland. Uh, this sounds like a weird one here. It's called You'll Find Out. It says, Music, mirth, and mayhem abound in this musical thriller, starring Boris Karloff, Bella Lugosi, and Peter Lorre. They all want to murder a girl to stop her from getting her inheritance. And Kay Kaiser's College of Musical Knowledge is the band. That sounds like a crazy movie. 
So this short was produced and directed by Jules White. Story and screenplay by Ewart Adamson. He was a Scottish writer. He went to sea at 14 years old. He worked at a tin mine as the manager in a country called Malia, Malaya. This led to him writing a book called Haunted Harbor, which was made into a serial by Republic Pictures in 1944, Haunted Harbor. So, Curly, Larry, and Moe are the stooges in question here. There are no other names in lights. We've got Dorothy Appleby as Rosita. She was chosen as Ms. Maine by Rudolph Valentino. She has eight stooge shorts to her credit and was in over 50 films from 30, 1931 to 1943. That's a cat hissing. Cat fight in the studio when she retired to raise her family. We've got Linton Brent as Pedro. A man named Linton Brent, starring as a guy named Pedro. We have covered him before. His father created Brentwood in California. Anita Garvin is the Weakfish customer. At 12, she passed herself off as 16 and became a Max Senate bathing beauty at 12 years old. It was a different world. She worked a lot with Laurel and Hardy and Charlie Chase. She had 350 credits to her name. We have Blanche Payson. Payson. She was in seven Stooge pictures. She's the tall woman that Curly dances with in Hoi Polloi, if you remember. We talked about her before as she was the first San Francisco policewoman. She was at the Expo in 1915 as a police officer. Then she was hired uh, to guard the bathing beauties by Max Sennett. She played tough ladies who henpecked their husbands in 178 roles. Marjorie Kane is a Mexican woman. She was in five stewed shorts with 81 acting credits. Bob O'Connor, Manuel Gonzalez. Bob O'Connor, starring as Manuel Gonzalez. 68 credits for him. This is his only stooge work. And finally, we've got Blanca Vischer as Pepita. Three stooge shorts to her name. 51 acting credits. Her father owned a coffee plantation in Guatemala. All these people, like in all the shorts, were signed to Columbia Pictures' short department, and they worked in the shorts with various stars of the day. That's why we see a lot of the same folks with the Stooges a lot of times. So we open on a fish truck, fish sales truck, Larry Hook, Moe Line, and Curly Sinker, San Diego. Larry's driving, and Moe and Curly are on a rowboat on top of the truck. They stop the truck and get down, complaining about not selling any fish. Larry says, it's all Curly's fault. Mo says, yeah, you had it all figured out. We catch our own fish and keep all the profits. Larry says, yeah, you nearly talked us into buying ice, too, just to put on the fish. He puts a clothespin on his nose, and uh, Curly starts hawking the fish. Fresh fish. A lady walks up, asks if he has a headache. She, he says he feels his own, head, his own head, and he says, no, I don't have a headache. But I get an attack in my gut when I eat too much. Ugh. She points at a basket and says, what kind of fish is that, tarpon? Mo says, no, that's a weak fish. She smells it and says, it smells pretty strong to me and walks off. Larry says, that's the first customer we've had in a month and no sale. So these are month-old fish with, with no ice. <laughs> so a dog walks up and moans at the fish and falls over dead. They <laughs> um, said, what's the matter with him? And Curly says, tarpon monoxide. Oh, man. Uh, the dog gets up and runs runs away, showing us that it's not dead. Uh, they're all screaming and blowing their horns um, to sell their fish. A lady 
Blanche Payson here, opens her window and asks what kind of fish they have. And they Mo breaks into a little ditty about what all the types of fish. And the boys all start dancing behind him. And they come in with the end and, and that ain't all. <laughs> she says, throw me up a mackerel. And they open the truck up and Curly reels and falls over from the stench. Mo says, it's a gas attack. Curly puts on a gas mask that they have uh, from some compartment under the truck, which is odd. He grabs a fish and uh, he winds up, throws it up to her and smacks her in the face and falls in the planter and all the flowers in the planter die. <laughs> uh, she throws it back to him. Mo says, when he gets hit with it, Mo says, I've been mailed, which I wonder what that meant. I, I looked it up and couldn't find anything. Larry laughs right in his face, which is pretty good. So they argue a bit and they complain some more about not selling any fish in 30 days. Larry says, it's enough to drive a man to drink. Mo says, that's it. We're going into the saloon business. S-E-L-U-N-E. -E. <laughs> Curly says, that's stupid. Any sap knows you spell saloon with a C. And uh, Mo grabs them both by the hair and drags them across the street to uh, Pedro Ruiz's business opportunities shop. <laughs> Mo says, they want a saloon. Curly says, yeah, it's got to have class and beauty. And Pedro says, oh, you want a beauty saloon. I have the finest one in Mexico. It's just across the border in Cucaracha. Curly asks him if they have B-girls, whichever that, whatever that means. And he says, see, see. Curly says, oh, sea girls. So he thinks they're mermaids, oddly. So he says, you give me $300 and I'll give you the business. <laughs> it's a great little double meaning there. You give me the money, I'll give you the business. Cut to the sign for Cucaracha, the busiest spot on the map. There's snoring in the background. The boys' truck comes speeding into town and they jump out all excited. Curly says, I can just picture myself behind the bar. And he mimes a pretty funny little bit where he pours himself two drinks for the customers. Then he sneaks a shot. Then he's offered a drink by the customers. He mixes another one for himself. And then he drinks it and falls over. So he got himself imaginarily drunk. They go to the door and it is locked. Curly smashes it in with his head. Where's the bar? Where's the pretzels? Where do they keep the Mickey Finns? A Mickey Finn, from what I understand, is like a drug or something that you put in a drink. Like, I slipped you a Mickey Finn. I don't know the uh, or the origin of that term, but look it up. Larry says there's a lot of money in making homely dames pretty. He saw a guy paint a car once with a spray gun, so you just paint their nails, and uh, you, you call it a manicure. <laughs> Curly says, I know how to bleach hair. My last wife used to do her own. You take a gallon of gasoline two tumblers of bicarbonate of soda, and a pinch of mustard. They start cleaning the place up. <coughs> Mo finds some powder. Florida Skunky, his favorite flavor. Uh, Curly turns on a hairdryer, this primitive early electric hairdryer. Pretty funny. Uh, he blows the powder all over Mo, and they argue, and Curly pulls his machine gun routine with the bowler hat and the blow dryer. It's funny that he starts doing it, and Mo and Larry just, you know, they try and hide from the from the machine gun fire. <laughs> Curly asks if they surrender, and they just generally knock the crap out of Curly for a few seconds. Uh, at the end, Curly has a handful of powder, and Mo orders him to put it down like he's a dog or something. Put it down, put it down. And he does, which Mo says that's better. It's just a weird, like, he gets, like, serious all of a sudden. Um, so now they're painting the signage on their window, and everything is misspelled, of course. They are offering to press your hair and have it dry cleaned and pressed. 
Manuel Gonzalez, Bob O'Connor here, comes over with several ladies. He says, Buenos Dias. Mo responds, Bonos Dios. <laughs> he says he owns the club next door. There's never a cover charge. Mo says, pleased to meet you. And the guy says, yeah, pleased to meet me. <laughs> Mo looks at him for like half a beat. Gentlemen for, prefer blondes, the guy says. So uh, change my girls to uh, blonde. And he introduces Juanita, played by Estelita Zarco. Conchita, played by Dorothy DeHaven. Or Carmen Bailey. There was some discrepancy online. Uh, Threestooges.net has it listed as Carmen Bailey. And IMDB had it as De Dorothy DeHaven. Pepita, played by Blanche Vischer. And Rosita by Dorothy Appleby. The ones not mentioned earlier, the ones not mentioned earlier in this episode only had one role and next to nothing about them online, unfortunately. So Curly says they must be hungry. They all, all their names end in Ida. Rosita gives Curly a withering look on that. And she says, I don't get it in like a thick Brooklyn accent. Curly starts hitting on Pepita and she says her English is not so good looking. Curly says, yeah, your English is atrocious. atrocious. And uh, they go back and forth. She asks him eventually if he can do a finger wave, which I guess is a hairstyle of the time. He says, of course, I can also wiggle my ears. Now, I thought I could wiggle my ears, but when I do it, my whole ear wiggles, just moves on back and forth on the side of my head. But Curly's ears are wiggling like top to bottom. Like, it's crazy how much they're wiggling on this. It's, it's wild. So Mo says, when we get through with them, you won't recognize them. <laughs> Curly says, that's what I'm afraid of. Gonzalez leaves. They say, adios, so long, goodbye, skip the gutter, Larry says. Just go, will you? People say the Stooges are obvious and over the top, and yes, they are, but there's, I like their little throwaway stuff, asides and whatnot, which it's fun. They go in, and Curly's all excited. He goes to kiss Pepita, but she's walked away, and Mo has st is standing there in her place. Kisses Mo, and then Mo gets mad, so he's running away. Larry's trying to hit on Rosita, and he says, anyone ever... T Anyone ever tell you you have beautiful... I can't even do it now. Anyone ever tell you you have beautiful black eyes? <laughs> what the hell kind of compliment is that? Curly sits down and she says, I want a facial, a manicure, etc. in her thick New York accent. The rest are all doing Mexican accents, but she's got this like thick Brooklyn accent. She says, I'll nap while you're doing it. And make the facial a mud pack. They look around, look at each other. They have no idea what she's talking about. So... Curly takes her little hat off. It's like a plant. He says, cactus, and throws it over his shoulder. He cracks an egg, <laughs> starts mashing them eggs on her head, and uh, away we go. <laughs> now they've got the egg beater, and then immediately into curlers. He can't get the curlers to stay. But luckily, there's a pot of glue sitting at hand. And so he glues a clothespin. <laughs> Why not just use the clothespin to hold it closed? Anyway, Larry is outside looking for mud. He finds some wet cement. Thinks it's mud, so that's good. They run back inside, and he slaps a handful of this, and they just start mushing it, mushing it all over this lady's face. She's making noises under it. Larry says, you, you be quiet. We know what we're doing. <laughs> Mo comes running over, and he's excited. Oh, the mud. And he joins in and starts slapping mud. She's got five pounds of mud on her face. The poor lady can't breathe under there. <laughs> so Matt, Mo grabs some of the biggest scissors ever, and he's cutting her nails with them, just cutting them straight across. Can't get some of them, and he's biting them, chewing her nails. It's a funny little scene with Mo. We cut to Mo now. He's spraying her paint, her nails with the paint gun, and Curly has the mud pack formed into like a cone sort of thing. That's not right. It's a very phallic looking thing on her face, actually. Mo sprays Curly with paint. 
just for asking how he's doing. He gets so mad. The mud is dry, and Larry tries to remove it, but he can't get it off. You know, he runs to get a tool, uh, and he comes back with a hammer and chisel. And Curly's starting to take out the curlers, but they won't come out. Big handfuls of hair ripping out of this lady's head. Eventually, they get a jackhammer. The Curly obviously gets in the way, and his, his head gets jackhammered, and they look at the hammer, and it's all bent to hell. They finally get it, get the cement off her face, and she just gets up and woozily, like, staggers out of the place. Curly says, she's ungrateful. They're mad at her for not thanking them, and she's just destroyed. Mo says, bring in the bleach and the other girls, which is a pretty ominous demand. <laughs> Mo and Curly scuffle, and uh, Larry, or I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, Mo throws a bottle of hair remover at him. Smashes on the wall and soaks the dog that's laying on the floor there. And then he's, he tells Larry, he looks over at Larry and tells him to go get something to thin this bleach mixture that they have. And Larry grabs a big bottle of hair remover. There's a, a ton of that stuff just sitting around here. So they're slopping this stuff on the girl's head, this bleach. Curly gets a bellows for some reason. Uh, it obviously doesn't work. Then it splashes Mo. These poor girls are just getting abused here. Curly's like doing these shining shoe, like a shoe shiny move on her head. Uh, Larry's just slapping the one girl's hair and so or shaping her hair rather. And Mo's just slapping the, the third girl around essentially. <laughs> uh, they call for hot towels and they cover up the girls. We cut to Manuel coming across the street with his gun. He says, for what you did to my Rosita, I'll kill you. And she's standing there behind him with like bald patches all over her head and scratches and band-aids all over her. Mo says, wait a minute, wait a minute, that was a mistake. Wait till you see these girls. And they pull the towels off of their heads. Mo says, presto change o domino. And the girls are as bald as cue balls. <laughs> the boys run out and he starts shooting. He runs into a door and a, a bunch of bottles fall on his head and he's out cold. Uh, the boys think they're home free, but the girls run outside and start shooting. Our heroes run down the road, all getting shot in the butt. The end. So this short gets an 8.9 out of 10 on 3stooges.net. We go with an 8.5 here for that. There's some funny stuff. It's like two different shorts, though. You know, when they have one job in the beginning, and then they switch and do something else. I guess a lot of them are like that. So my wife hadn't seen this one before, and she laughed when they were revealed as bald. So that's a plus. The start of this short is lifted from a Laurel and Hardy short called toad in a hole from 1932 and the woman who asked for the haddock is anita garvin she was a regular for laurel and hardy this is her final film actually so we see the hair remover like i said it falls on the dog and curly goes over with a towel and i expected to see a bald dog at some point in this short but nope it never shows up again it says online that the unedited version includes that but I think what they actually mean is that it was shot and then cut or it was in the script and then just not shot for some reason. They didn't usually cut stuff before release, I don't think. So I don't know what that's about. So that's going to do it for this episode. Join me for the next short, which is called Boobs in Arms. Click subscribe so you don't miss out. Make a podcast on Anchor. Please rate and review the show and drop me a line if you have any comments or suggestions or book offers or bags of money that you just can't keep laying around anymore. Thanks for listening. I have been your chief knucklehead, Gabriel Russo, broadcasting from Stooge Studio, located here at the back of the house. See you next time. Bye. Cat says bye too. <laughs>